Thorson under pressure. Steps up, keeps it alive, makes a move, and dives in. Touchdown, Northwestern. Brilliance from Thorson to give the Cats the lead. Second down and 10. Again, just four rush. Thorson to the end zone. Juggled and caught. Touchdown, Kyrick McGowan. Moving well today. An effective line the football in the end zone. Try Bowser again. This time he slips through for the Northwestern touchdown. Promptly taking advantage of another Badger turnover. Northwestern will snap Wisconsin's 16-game winning streak in the West Division and take control of the Big Ten West race. Throw back to last time Northwestern and Wisconsin faced off at Ryan Field back in that 2018 season when Northwestern won the West Division, beating Wisconsin 31-17. Joe Davis on the Fox call of that game from a couple years ago. Really fun game uh, that I was able to be at with the season tickets, but that was the last time Northwestern played Wisconsin here at Ryan Field, and these two guys are going to be squaring off Saturday at Ryan Field, and it's a big one. It's time to see who's going to win the West Division, especially looking at the schedule for Northwestern after Wisconsin. Those are three teams they should be able to beat. But welcome into Views from Section 107. Just going to be focusing on previewing this Wisconsin game a little later in the week, recording this podcast. But I'm Jack Heinrich. Follow me on Twitter at JackHeinrich22. Love to hear your feedback there. This is the game that we've been talking about ever since the beginning of the season, and especially after Northwestern won their first couple games. This is the game that everybody in Wildcat Nation has been circling on their calendar as the game that could define the season as into something that could be very, very special or just another really solid season that they've put together. The Wildcats come in ranked 19th in the country. Still a little low in my opinion, but... This is a top 20 matchup taking place at Ryan Field on Saturday at 2.30 against the 10th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. And like I've been updating you throughout this season, I mean, Wisconsin has had the COVID-19 issues. They missed two games due to it. But, man, man, oh, man, did they look like they had no rust last week against Michigan, a team that has really, really underperformed this year. They have not looked like a good team. And Wisconsin didn't didn't miss a beat against them, blowing them out 49-11, to and then they beat Illinois way back in week one, 45-7. So Wisconsin's averaging 40 point, 47 points a game coming into this matchup. Their defense has been lights out, and this is going to be a tall task for Northwestern, but this Northwestern team just feels a little bit different than in years past. Like, we've had a lot of solid teams, especially last year. That was That's looking more like the outlier than like a Northwestern team that's 4-0 trying to compete for the Big Ten West. And even now there's some college football playoff rumors swirling. You're starting to see Northwestern's percentages based on if they win this game, if they can make a run at it. And if Northwestern wins this game, I really think they could run the table and be 8-0 representing the West in the Big Ten Championship game two years after they made their debut back in 2018. This is a game I've just been kind of nervous about thinking about this whole week, Wisconsin's always a tough matchup, but Northwestern has played them really close in years past. And actually, this is a st- uh, note that I've seen circulating around that I didn't realize that Northwestern is 5-1 and one 
five and one against Wisconsin in the last six games at Ryan Field. The last Wisconsin win was coming in 2016. So Northwestern has actually played very, very well against the Badgers. And really since the mid-90s till now, they've played them pretty evenly, which is kind of crazy to think about because we think of Wisconsin as this team that has just run the West Division since that since the Big Ten has gone to the championship game format. And then they finally moved to the East and the West after they had the Legends and the Leaders. This is a team that has won a lot of the the majority of the Big Ten West titles with Northwestern and Iowa grabbing a couple of them. But other than that, it's been the Badgers representing the West in Indianapolis. And if you want to go to Indianapolis, you got to beat the best. And that's exactly what Northwestern did in 2018. They ran the table in the West division going undefeated against their foes in the West. And that's what they had to do. And that's what got them to Indianapolis, even with that, those losses in the non-conference, not winning a non-conference game to their bowl game. Yeah, it's just a, such a crazy up and down year, but a fun one to remember. And, and this team kind of has some of that. It's, this team is looks a lot better with Peyton Ramsey at quarterback last week against Purdue. You asked him to throw it, and he threw it very well. He did have the interception where he missed Riley Lee's high. It was raining. looked like the ball slipped, and it got tipped for a pick. Other than that, Ramsey was just finding the open guy. And how about RCB, Ramad Chakio Bowman? Three touchdowns, a breakout game for him. He looked great on the outside. Northwestern really spreading the ball around to all, all their receivers. Exactly what Coach Jake wants to do. Get the ball to their playmakers in space and let them go to work. And Northwestern has thrown it to a bunch of different guys. And I think that bodes well for them as they try to throw it to a bunch of different guys. The defense can't key in on a certain guy. And Northwestern was able to win the game, even though Purdue was really stacking the box. They only averaged two yards per carry, only for, for only for 80 yards, 40 attempts for 80 yards. And that's something that they got to clean up. They really ran the ball well week one against Maryland. I mean, really, they, they did everything well week one against Maryland in that blowout win. And Maryland is now having COVID uh, running through their team, and they had to cancel the last two games, which is really unfortunate for them because they – looked great in the two games following Northwestern, putting up a bunch of points to Leah Tungavailoa was looking really good, and now they have to pause. So it's unfortunate for them, and hopefully they can get back to game action soon and are all safe and healthy. But Northwestern has struggled to run the ball. They've run it in key moments leading up to these and in these other games against Iowa, Nebraska, and Purdue, but they haven't consistently get, getting the run game going. But Peyton Ramsey was able to, to throw it well last week. And he kind of did that week one. So they've won the game when they've been relying on the run game in the past game, which is good that they have that balance. And they're going to, they're going to need everybody to show up on both sides of the ball against Wisconsin, Wisconsin. It's just for me looking in them, it's just hard to figure out what team we're going to be seeing. Like this is a highly ranked Wisconsin team as they went into the preseason, highly ranked and, then they had COVID, and they still stayed up in the top 10. They're only, they've only played two games. Northwestern's played four. So Northwestern is more battle-tested than Wisconsin. Wisconsin's played Illinois and Michigan. Those two teams are combined for a 2-6 and six record. So Wisconsin has looked impressive, and they looked really impressive on Saturday against Michigan in the primetime stage. First game back from COVID looked like they had no rust off or any rust there in that game, winning 49-11. to 11. But... I can't really tell how 
elite this team is. I mean, obviously, this is a very good team. This is going to be the toughest game Northwestern has had thus far this season. But Graham Mertz, their quarterback, did it with his arm week one against Illinois. For He went 20-21 for 298 yards and five touchdowns. The next week that they played against Michigan, he went 12-22 for 127 yards and two touchdowns. And then against Michigan, they ran the ball for 347 yards on 6.7 yards to carry five TDs all on the ground against the Michigan defense. That's normally pretty good, but this year the wheels have just fallen off against Michigan. So Wisconsin has done it two different ways, but for me, I know that Wisconsin's good, and a lot of people think Wisconsin's good, but just based on their opponents, it's really hard to see how good this team is. Northwestern has the highest winning percentage against their opponents this year as their opponents are 7-6 and six against Northwestern, which is better than Ohio State, Indiana, and Wisconsin. So Northwestern has played, to quote, just since they're playing only conference games, the hardest team so far. And there's, Northwestern is still getting discounted, but this is still going to be the hardest test that they're going to face. Wisconsin has been impressive, and they have do it on both sides of the ball. Their defense is ranked sixth in the nation against the run. They're number one in the Big Ten in scoring. Only giving up nine points a game and 89 rushing yards. That's also first. On offense, they're averaging 449 yards and 47 points a game and 261 yards rushing. Like I said, they haven't played the good teams. Michigan and Illinois are not good teams this year. But still, to put up those numbers, you got to you gotta play who you're scheduled to play, especially when it's only conference only and you haven't picked those non-conference. You have to play who you're scheduled to play. And... They've just dominated those two games. So this is going to be Wisconsin's toughest test. This is going to be Northwestern's toughest test. And it's two teams that have really, Wisconsin has controlled the West and Northwestern's really starting that upward trend of competing in the West division. And this year they're looking to grab it from them. But the big story for Northwestern this season has been their defense. And they finally allowed second half points last week against Purdue. But I mean, that stretch was impressive. That was one of their better games that they've played he only held Purdue to two yards rushing the whole game. Greg Newsom, I mean, shout out to him. He just locked up David Bell. He couldn't do anything. Bell still had about 78 yards receiving, but he'd come into the game with a streak of 100 yards a game for a number of games. And they're talking about how he, Fitz was talking about how he was the best receiver in the country. And Greg Newsom played one of his best games, even though he keeps getting those flags, man. I don't know what it is with these flags with the Northwestern secondary. It just seems like there's always those tic-tac flags that they get. And it's just frustrating to see because normally they're in good position. Normally it's not a lot of stuff and the ref's still throwing the flag. So that's something Northwestern has done a good job responding to. And I know a lot of Northwestern fans are frustrated seeing those flags. But I mean, this defense has been great. The Sky team just doing a good job of limiting the passing, getting turnovers. They're second in the Big Ten with eight interceptions. The D-line has played great. Eculeota has been awesome so far this season. And then Spivak and Jake Saunders stepping up for two, a couple intra guys on the line. They've rotated a lot of guys. Fitz said in his press conference, he's rotated as much guys on the D-line and in the secondary than his whole time here. And the group that's been consistent has been those linebackers. That's kind of the heart of their defense with Patty Fisher Chris Bergen and Blake Gallagher, who again played solid against Purdue. So Northwestern defense going to have a tall task, like I was saying, against Wisconsin. They're coming in averaging 47 points a game, 449 total yards. 
They've done it with the passing game with Graham Mertz. They've done it on the run in their two games, and Northwestern only has two games to go off of. So kind of a not a lot of sample size for Northwestern, but here's what Pat Fitzgerald had to say about the Wisconsin offense. You know, again, you know, Coach Chris and, and Coach Rudolph, they've been there for a while, and, and they know how to attack you, and, and they're going to put together a great plan specifically for us. You're right. There were two totally different plans uh, specific to each defense that they, that, that they encountered. Uh, and to their players' credit, I mean, they both games, I mean, executed uh, almost to perfection. I, you know, it was incredibly precision. Uh, it was, it was, it was precise. It was, it was uh, really, really fun football to watch. And um, you know, they're 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 Wisconsin. You know, they're going to have great balance. They're they're going to punish you up front. Uh, they've got a, a group of backs that are explosive, and they've got guys on the outside and the tight ends that are going to make you pay if you load the box in the passing game and a young quarterback who's probably got the highest completion percentage in the country, if, if not the highest. So just really impressive. I think they're a complete offense. They probably feel the same way we do, but they've got better evidence and they probably feel like they can play better. But in my opinion, they've played just absolutely lights out. So there's Fitz talking about the Northwestern or the Wisconsin offense and what the Northwestern defense is going to be up against. Northwestern strength has been the defense. Wisconsin, to t- like he's saying, it's going to be a tall task. They can run it. They can throw it. And that's what Fitz alluded to. So Northwestern coach Hank, I mean, you got to trust Hank. He's been doing it for a long, long time. And his defense has been very, very good since he's been here at Northwestern. They got a tall task to face against these Badgers. And just kind of these Northwestern Wisconsin games have been in the last couple of years, especially the last four or five years have been low scoring, grinded out especially with North Wisconsin's backs, their running backs. They love to run the ball. Northwestern's defense has been solid against running the ball the last couple of years. And this is just going to be two teams that are, I think are very similar, very, very similar, have very good defenses, like to run the ball, can throw it as well as Peyton Ramsey has shown this year that he's taken Northwestern to that next kind of level. I mean, he's not like a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, but he's been like the perfect guy for this offense. An experienced guy can get the ball to where it needs to can throw it downfield about 10 to 15 yards. He's not going to air it out deep every play, but makes the right reads tough player gets out of the pocket. I love his escapability that he has in the pocket. Something that Northwestern hasn't had last four or five years. Clayton Thorson had a little mobility, but as he got older and then he had the ACL injury, he wasn't as mobile last year with all the quarterbacks Northwestern used, uh, there was just a lot of, a lot of issues there um, with the quarterbacks there. But Ramsey, I mean, he's just been the perfect guy for this team. Tough, a leader, and he's done great. So you got to feel pretty good about them going up against this Wisconsin defense to see like what they can do. What is Bajakian going to game plan for? How is he going to do this? And it's been really fun to see how Coach Jake has been handling the offense and how... You just feel that if they can score t- into the 20 points, you feel pretty good about their defense shutting shutting them down. That's what they've been able to do this year. And, I mean, the defense, we've been saying that they, they played solid last year. It's just the offense was historically, historically bad that the defense kind of got overlooked a little bit. The defense was pretty solid all last year except towards the tail end. And that's just when the, the wheels just kind of started to all fall off for Northwestern. But they did get that win against Illinois at the end of the year. And that's... Feel like feels like that kind of springboarded them straight into this year. 
I mean, Northwestern's defense, I've been talking about how highly rated North, uh, Wisconsin's defense is. Northwestern's defense isn't, isn't anything to slouch at. They're ranked second in the Big Ten, only averaging four, giving up 14 points a game, which is really, really good. They're only giving up 301 yards per game. That's kind of how Northwestern's offense is. They're second in rushing at 91 and fifth against the pass, 210. And then, like I said earlier, they're second in the Big Ten with eight interceptions. The big focus for them has been turning the ball over, and they didn't get an interception last week. They did get a fumble. So they've done a great job getting turnovers so far this season, and they've gotten one in every game and multiple in most of their games this year, and that's been a really big emphasis for them, and it's worked out really well setting up the offense on short fields. I mean, they're just it's kind of nice. They're playing complementary football, which towards the end of the Mick McCall era, Northwestern's offense was really really struggling at times, and the defense, they really had to rely on the defense. This year, they're helping them out a little bit more, especially against Iowa going down 17 to nothing. The offense was able to rally back while the defense was able to get it going and get stops against Iowa. So complimentary football for Northwestern. I mean, that's just kind of what they're going to have to do against Wisconsin. It's going to be it's going to be a battle. I, I think it's going to be a close game. The line opened at 8 for Wisconsin. I thought that was a little disrespectful to the Cats, especially since they're at home. The line's now down to 7.5. I think Northwestern can cover that. Very close game. The ESPN predictor has an 86% chance that North, that Wisconsin wins. So that's just bulletin board material for Northwestern. They've played four games. They've played every game of their schedule. They've done a good job with COVID, no positive tests. They're ranked only 19th, and there's teams ahead of them that you could argue that they could maybe be higher or jump higher. I personally think so, but only 80 an 86% chance for Wisconsin to win this game for the matchup predictor for ESPN's football power index. I I think that's disrespectful. This is going to be a tough game for Northwestern. It's going to be the hardest game they've played all year, but there's just something about these cats, man, that just makes you feel like they can pull out a game like this. And if they could, they're setting themselves up for the West division title and heading back to Indianapolis and who they face in Indianapolis is also going to be coming down Probably a big reason for who's going to win the East Division will be this week with Ohio State playing Indiana. A top 10 matchup, the ninth-ranked Hoosiers. How about that? Indiana's ranked ninth in football, traveling to Ohio State. And you want to talk about disrespectful line. It was a three-touchdown line for Ohio State. They opened as a three-touchdown favorite over Indiana. I, I mean, if I'm Tom Allen, I'm sure that thing is pasted all over the Indiana practice facility, as it should that is a lot of disrespect there for Indiana, and they should use that as a chip on their shoulder. I think Ohio State will still win, but I think Indiana is proving that they are going are on a team on the rise that could try to compete in that East Division, especially with Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State having down here is Indiana really surging to the top. But the one thing I have, and I've tweeted a little bit about this on Twitter, especially when you're showing the record, the combined records against teams that they face Northwestern with that, like I said, seven and six, their opponents, those, their record, they're seven and two against when they don't play Northwestern. So Northwestern has played the harder teams. Indiana's total uh, record against is like three and 13. The teams that they've beaten. Now you got to play your schedule, but they beat Penn state. Penn state was ranked early this season, but they, they, I don't know what happened at Penn State. They're 0-4. They could be 0-5. 
after this week, just the wheels have kind of fallen off out there in Happy Valley. But they get that win over a Penn State team that was ranked pretty high up in the preseason poll. So that vaults Indiana into the poll at 18 after week one. And then they've just kept on winning. You beat Rutgers and then beat Michigan. And then last week, they got a big win over Michigan State, another team that the wheels have really kind of fallen off of. But this their first year under Mel Tucker. That is Northwestern's next opponent. But I think Indiana, like I said, I think Indiana is for real. I think that they are really good. But to have a 10-spot difference between Northwestern and Indiana, Northwestern has played better opponents so far this season than Indiana. And they've come out on top. They're 4-0. I mean, Indiana could be ranked higher than them because they got that top 25 win over Penn State. Michigan was also ranked when they played them. Michigan was ranked at 1-2 and two when they played Mich- or Indiana. Indiana was able to get a win. Big time win. I mean, they've looked impressive every game they've played, but the strength of their opponent, I think, has to factor a little bit into this. I think that's what a lot, a lot of Wildcat fans, myself included, are wondering why the gap is so big between Northwestern and in Indiana. I think Northwestern's a top fifteen team, but it just that's just how Northwestern's reputation is. It takes them a while to get into the polls and get the respect they deserve. If they can beat Wisconsin, there's your respect right there. They should shoot up. The rankings, and that's probably knowing fits in the way he coaches. That's probably what he's got all over the facility. But if you remember back to my preseason preview show, I picked Northwestern going six and two. I picked them to go four and zero, and I picked them to lose this game. This game in Minnesota. Minnesota is another team that has really just fallen off this season. And I picked I picked Wisconsin to win this game preseason. But my prediction for this week, I mean, every week I picked the Cats. Every week it is gone. Why not keep that same mojo? This Cats team, to me, feels different than in years fast. It seems like Pat Fitzgerald's got the guys focused, locked in. They got Mike Bajaki and they got Peyton Ramsey. All their receivers, all their weapons, and the way the defense has played and how Hank has got them going. I think Northwestern can pull this upset against Wisconsin. I think it's going to be a tight, grinded-out, classic Big Ten football game, lower scoring than what we see around the country I'm going with Northwestern winning 20 to 14 over Wisconsin. Tweet me your predictions at Jack Heinrich 22, or you can comment them on Facebook where I tweet or I send out the link there, but I'm going 20 to 14 Northwestern. Let's keep it rolling. Let's get the five and oh, and let's take control of the West. It's time to see who is going to take control of the West. And before I leave, just quick note, Northwestern basketball, the men's team has finally released their schedule. We are still waiting on the women's schedule. Still wondering what's going on there. I mean, this men's schedule came out super late. We did hear last week that Northwestern was dropping out of their tournament, Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City. So they will now open the season December 2nd against Arkansas Pine Bluff at home. And there's only four non-conference games. They'll host Chicago State. Then they host Pitt in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They finish it against SIU Edwardsville, before they open against Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State, Iowa. Tough opening for Northwestern. They're going to be playing 24 games this year, and similar to football, there'll be no fans. When fit, or when Chris Collins met the media, he said that's what they would do, but with the new COVID restrictions in Illinois, it'll be interesting to see if the parents will still be allowed to go to the games. But we'll dig more into the basketball. So the men's team has released their schedule. It's on their website. It's on their Twitter. Still awaiting the reigning Big Ten women champs, uh, Northwestern 
women's team schedule. Uh, waiting to see what they got as well. Looking like they they could have a very, very good year. The men's team, I'm not as high on. But the women's team, they could definitely run, make a run to repeat. And we'll get more into basketball once that gets a little bit closer. But it's already, it's already coming up just a couple weeks away. So sports will be picking back up again, kind of like we had that middle of the year with baseball and basketball and hockey all going on. We're going to have college football, college basketball, the NBA, hockey all coming back along with the NFL. So we're making it back to some normalcy. So that'll be good. But it's time to take the West for Northwestern. Go win this game. Go get your national respect. Go take control of the West. But that's all I have for this episode. The views from Section 107 Podcast. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Jack Heinrich 22 on all social media platforms at Jack Heinrich. I'm picking the Cats 20 to 14. Hopefully next week we are talking about the 5 and 0 Cats, hopefully having control of the West Division. That's all I got. Let's go Cats on Saturday. Beat Wisconsin. Mm-hmm.